Hi, I'm Adrian from the podcast I'm Also, where we talk to people with multiple careers, pursuits, and interests. My guest for this episode is Bay of Plenty-based rapper Zap. Zap has had a top 10 song in the New Zealand singles chart, collaborated with some of New Zealand's best underground rappers, and recently released his debut album, Bolt Boy. G'day, Zap. Hello, Adrian. How are we going? Long time no see, i got to say that. You were on my radio course at the uh, Bay of Plenty Polytechnic a few years ago. And now you've, now you've sort of changed. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, back then I was really studying. That's what I would call it. I was, I was just fascinated how everything worked. What I mean by that is, like, I'm talking about, like, confidence. How do you get out there? I knew that back then what I was doing is I was really just honing my craft. So I was, I would come, come to, like, radio, but I was, I was fairly quiet. I wasn't the most outgoing. Yeah. But I, I knew that I had to be. So what I would do is I was, I'd already go home watch interviews of artists I looked up to or, you know, entrepreneur type people. And just, I just really wonder how they got that type of confidence. And I realized like the first step is like, you can read all you want. You can watch as many documentaries as you want. You can view as many movies, all that. But the key is comfort zone and getting out of that. So what I started doing is I started taking small steps at a time and just getting out of my comfort zone. So it'd be like, right, I'm gonna go to this party sober or, right, I'm going to walk onto this train station and start doing something crazy. It all started with small steps, and I just gradually had to build it up because I would look at certain people and be like, how does that person have so much confidence? I'm like, how do, how do they get that? And I, and I really wanted that since a young age, and I knew that in order to get that, you'd have to start with small steps and gradually build it up. So if you this goes for anyone if you start with small steps and get out of your comfort zone every day and learn to enjoy the taste of that within one two three maybe even four years you're going to have a different perspective of the world you're going to look at things differently you're going to realize that you shouldn't have really stressed about that that doesn't really matter you can actually do whatever you want like you really can it's just it's all about for me or for anyone if you want to be successful whatever you do you need to find your passion i believe that everyone has a passion and then that passion needs to be met with energy. And then you match that energy with a work ethic that is unstoppable and you will get to where you need to be. It'll take time and it won't be easy, but it'll definitely be worth it. And yeah, I've just I've just really been a student of the game, eh? And like, I really appreciate how like with the radio course, eh? Like you would kind of push me to get out of my comfort zone. And like, you know, when it came to like the public speaking or doing the radio ads, and I, I really appreciate that, eh? And, that's, that's probably the reason why I'm most grateful for the course was just it started pushing me at a young age to get out of my comfort zone, and that's what I needed. And, um, yeah, I definitely definitely learned a lot from that course, particularly, I'd say, with the advertising and the speaking. And both of those came full circle with what I want to do, which is, like, the rapping side of things. Yeah, because you're pretty um, heavily in the sort of the social media promoting yourself. Yeah, yeah. So um, when it comes to those videos, yeah, they just – I knew that – because so many people just, not even in New Zealand, but around the world. And I knew, like, say back when I, so I started putting out those videos in 2016. And back then, I feel like Facebook now more is more dominant with live streaming. Like, they push out their live streams yeah. in the algorithms more. Yeah, they, they, they get the most attention. But back in 2016, I was like, Facebook is where it needs to be. And I'd see people, like, posting videos in their bedroom of them rapping or singing. 
And I felt like that was just too normal. That was just too common. Like it didn't stand out. So I was like, how can I stand out from the rest? I was like, all right, I'm going to go into this shop. I'm going to go into this dairy. I'm going to go into this train station. I'm going to get my brother, my bro, you know, just have an iPhone and he's going to record it. He's going to throw me words and then we're going to throw that online. And yeah, no, nah, they, they started doing pretty good. Eh? Like, um, Took a visit to the petrol station. Freestyle number 14, that's had over 24,000 views. Yeah, no, nah, nah, all, all up on my page, it's about 350,000 views. I checked the analytics. But then they actually got put onto other pages. So there was this page for like, it was more like boy band singers. And um, so it's like pretty much these dudes and, or girls like doing covers of like singy songs. But then they posted my rapping and I was like, I was like the first rapper to get on the pages and um. Yeah, one of those train station ones went on there, and then that was that was like my most uh, probably uh, anticipated moment of 2016 because I, I had a goal of like a certain amount of views and likes I wanted to get. It's not all about that, but like I knew I wanted that type of attention. And then that one got 120k just on its own, and I was crazy because I shouldn't have done this. Like you shouldn't care, but I actually I went through all the comments saying. Yeah, there wasn't, like, on my videos, you know, there might be, like, one or two negative out of, like, say, 50 positive. But, like, this was crazy because there were hundreds and hundreds of comments and, yeah, not one negative. So I was, like, that definitely really encouraged me, eh? Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, that page, it's called Best Vocals. They had to delete it due to, like, copyright. They were posting, like, 1D videos and all that stuff and it had to get deleted. But, yeah, no, that's, I just knew that I had to stand out and do something different. So I was, like, yo, I'm a just... Literally, like, do some crazy stuff, eh? In small steps. Because I remember you being, like you said, quite quiet. I remember you came up in class once, and then you you actually also rapped something, and everyone was like, geez, where'd that come from? And then and then a couple of years later, I see I saw you on Facebook walking into shops going, and I was like, man, that guy's come a long way. Yeah, no, I, I just knew what had to be done, eh? And I knew that, I knew that, like, because I've been working on the craft for so long, I always knew I was good. But I was like, I wanted it to be better. But like, so like some people who even like I see in their mid twenties, they still have this thing where they're scared to put themselves out there and they might be talented, but like they still have like that kind of that insecurity type thing. And the thing is I, I could see that could happen from a young age. So I purposely put in the steps when I was young, like even when I was 15 to like, just keep getting out of my comfort zone. And then when it came to, you know, like 17, 18, by the time I hit like 19, it was go time and it's just about those small steps of getting out of your comfort zone and then you pretty much become numb to it and you become hungry for it and that, that's what you need because with any creative or anyone you know you got to have drive and you got to you can't be scared of little things eh? was it like so, working with other people as well getting outside your comfort zone because you've worked with several yeah yeah no i really enjoyed like that's another thing like i, I try not to fall into that trap of jealousy or envy i just try to get inspired so and it's crazy how, like, so someone like Enzi, who's, like, a brother now and I've worked with, it's crazy because I've been watching him since I was, like, I would have been 16, 2012, in high school. And I loved, excuse me, what he was doing. It was crazy. And then, yeah, like, long story short, like, he was he was turning around New Zealand and then, like, he knew of me. He's like, oh, yo, you're Zap. And then, yeah, he came through the flat. And, yeah, we just hung out for, like, a week straight. Um, I think we did, we did a couple shows together. And um, did a song go together, and yeah, nah, he's just, he's a good dude. Eh? He inspired me. He's like, he's like a ball of sunshine. That dude, eh? like, 
he he's one dude that definitely inspired me heaps. So I consider him like a brother, and I can never thank him enough what he's done yeah. for me. Eh? You got some other key influences? Yeah. So um, Mac Miller was a huge one, just because he was like the suburban white dude eh, that just really like you know he wasn't a gangster, he wasn't a thug. He just like you know smoked the odd bit of marijuana, had the odd drink, and and was just a cool kid. And then seeing how his music transitioned from like. You know, people used to say he was like a frat rapper. You know, he'd only talk about like alcohol and parties. But then seeing how he transitioned to like a full-time musician, like he'd play the keys, he'd play the drums, he'd write the full song, he'd like compose the song. And then just seeing how he like rebranded and transformed his career was crazy. And then, yeah, rest in peace because, um, yeah, obviously he's, he's passed now, but he's definitely one of my biggest influences. Eh? So it'd be like even people like Tech 9 B.O.B., G Easy, Eminem, like there's so there's so many dudes I can name. Big Sean, don't know if you heard of Big Sean, but he's my favorite rapper at the moment. Like, cause he he'll quote things in the songs that just speak to me. Like on, on his newest album, Detroit Two, he's got this quote in the song. It's like I feel safer taking risks, and that's how I feel. Like if I'm not taking risks, something doesn't feel right. Like that's when the anxiety actually starts to kick in. Like if I'm not taking risks, like if I'm not pushing myself, so. Yeah, no, Big Sean just, he speaks to me. I, I love that shit. I freaking, I love Big Sean. Yeah. And from a musical point of view, are you doing all the all your beats and everything yourself? So I I have a shout out to a dude called Bailey Watson and a guy from Turkey called Eskry. They're like the two main producers I work with at the moment. But yeah, it's funny you say that because um, I'm actually learning how to like make all my own beats and that now, eh? I've just been doing heaps of YouTube tutorials. Um, I've bought my own like, little MIDI, mid-eye keyboard, little beat pad thing. And um, I always knew how I wanted them to sound. I just didn't know how to program them in like the computer. So, cause I've played drums for over 15 years and I've been listening to hip hop like most of my life, but it's just like, how do I program that? Like, how do I get the 808 to sound like that? How do I make the hi-hats double time on the fourth bar? Like, I didn't know how to deal with that. But then, yeah, I've just been watching tutorial after tutorial. Like I've subscribed to a couple couple dudes on youtube i'm just learning that so one of my goals for next year is like to pretty much be fully producing my own my own work and then doing the odd collab with the producer because it makes the the finished product so much more satisfying eh? like knowing that you've you've made that entire thing and obviously you own the entire thing too you know yeah which is cool because yeah. that that's another thing i've always been careful of is uh like ownership and say like the leasing terms or the exclusive terms of a beat because I've I've heard and witnessed so many stories of people getting, you know, mucked over with with beats and all. Even speaking about Mac Miller, like he got sued years ago, millions of dollars for rapping over um a beat on that song Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. Um sorry, I've forgotten the exact name. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very careful of that, eh? So and I'm definitely learning how to make them because yeah, I, I literally love the whole process of hip hop eh? yeah. it's incredible. It's easy to get blocked on YouTube for a copyright infringement yeah no they're super tight and then you can get like strikes and all that and the last thing you want is like all that hard work going down the drain for like a couple copyright strikes or a few copyright strikes so even even i'm real careful with even like album album artwork and all that actually i think you taught me this back in school um back in radio school like you go to the stock was it stock free images mm -hmm. or you'd make sure like they're not they're not um copyright. yeah but um 
I even for some of them, I pay like a small fee just to be able to use them on artwork. Um, but yeah, no, it's very, any any upcoming creative or artist, whatever, you gotta be really careful with that, that copyright. Did you sort of a change of uh, sort of mindset going from the, or call it the early days into producing, recording an album? Or is it just another step? Yeah, no, um, it's definitely, you call it like a body of work. I, um, I'm already working on my second album. But um, I definitely feel like in today's era, albums, albums are like, they still are important, but you're going to get more attention, especially if you're an up-and-comer, just to drop a single and have it quality with a video than as opposed to dropping a whole album. Like, I feel like you need to be, like, the literally the main reason why I dropped that first album, Bolt Boy, was just, like, to show people that I can do it, like, because I, I put in a lot of work. But it's definitely, like, if you're an upcoming artist, I think the best way to go is just singles, like, dropping singles, like, once a month, excuse me, have a video for it, and then just gradually build on that, especially with, um, you know, like, Spotify and all that now, like, Back in the day, you know, it's crazy. Like you'd go into like the warehouse or JB Hi-Fi and you'd pay $20 for like one CD. And now it's like $14 a month to stream as much as you want on a DSP. It's it's insane. It's crazy how times have changed. Even like podcasting, eh, you know? Yeah. Back in the day, radio, you know, all these companies and all that putting their money into radio ads be like podcasting we're not doing that <laughs> have you heard the way they talk they're so rude they're so they're so themselves you know they're not putting on a you know yeah because yeah, i mean i personally think it's just because of authenticity like you can tell that some of these radio dudes they're saying what they have to say or they're getting told by the producer or their boss what they can say on the radio but i like podcasting how you can say what you want oh to an extent you know like you can't go off the charts but yeah. You know, you can, it's a lot more comfortable and a lot more relatable and just the authenticity is there. I feel like every human has like an authenticity meter and like you can kind of pick up when someone's kind of being fake or not. And I feel like radio, they kind of expose that. There are some real good radio hosts, but like I listen to them at work and some of them, it just sounds real put on and fake and goody two shoes. And I think that's one reason why podcasting has started to do so well. It's just authentic and you find out that people have the same, go through some of the same things that, you know, you go through, I go through. It's real cool. Yeah. On the money 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 side of things, on monetization, mm. how's that going? Yeah, so you make a bit of money from streaming. You make a little bit of money from shows. But the I'd say the main money comes in when you have built a following where they're fans that are willing to buy, like, your merch. They're willing to pay for an exclusive ticket. Um, especially with, say, like subscribers. And then once you reach a certain point, you can run ads. Even on like live streams, I think it's once you had, if you had a thousand viewers in a single concession of a live stream, you can put ads on it. So that, so shows, merch, streaming, and ads are probably where all the money comes in. I'd say that's one reason why not too many artists go through with this because they don't have the resilience and the work ethic to make the sacrifice of, right, I'm going to have to work here or do this day job, and then I can't go to bed yet. I can't watch Netflix. I've got to put in the work. Or I can't just get pissed and wasted tonight. I've got to go perform there. Or I can't just muck around on the couch tonight. No, I've got more work to do, you know? And it's all about like a balance. 
So I have my day job and then I have a couple more smaller places where I make money and then you combine that together and then it all it all works out. But I really made a sacrifice. I I moved home probably about coming on two years now and I've just been stacking money. Well, by stacking money, I mean <laughs> putting money away. <laughs> um, like made the odd investment, doing a little bit of research online and then just making sure that when I go full-time as a musician, as an artist, I'm not, I'm not stressed. Like, so my whole thing is getting financially stable, not rich, but financially stable. So you can wake up in the morning and be like, I wake up at that time because I want to. I do this because I want to. I go to that interview. I do that job because I want to. And that's the whole thing. It's about being financially stable. You don't have to be rich, but if you can be financially stable, then you'll be able to go all out on your full-time pursuit and passion. But honestly, I've met so many people and you realize you realize that most people on this earth no, I don't <laughs> I don't want to get too negative, but a lot of people they're just they're just lazy and um you know we all go through things like mentally and all that, but you've just got to overcome that and fully chase what you want to chase, eh? Because life life is short and especially youth. Like I, I there are a lot of broken dreamers out there, you know, they're dudes in their like late thirties and forties and you know they talk they spew a lot of negative on their youth and the sad thing is they're just they're gutted that they didn't chase what they wanted, you know. They just ended up becoming alcoholics and then finding a crack pipe, you know, and <laughs> it's not the best way to go, you know. Um So when are you going full time? So the the goal, it was February, but I'm thinking of pushing it earlier to the end of the year, just because um yeah, some more money has came through from from other revenues. Yeah. Do you have any uh, impacts from COVID? Nah. Um Guess you're you're online, so it's not. To be honest, like because I, I don't want to sound benefits I, from it. Something yeah, like I, I, I don't want to sound insensitive because I know there are a lot of businesses and especially like restaurants and places like that where like hospitality where they really got affected. But I love lockdown. <laughs> I love that shit. That was fun. Like I was still getting paid. Um, I think like forty hour weeks from my day job, and then yeah, it gave me time. All I did was write. Like I pretty much would wake up in the morning scull some caffeine and then go right and then yeah like watch a little bit of netflix try like it's weird sometimes i'll be watching like a tv show or something and i get like an idea from it so yeah um i really enjoyed lockdown i was just pretty much writing a did like uh did a couple little freestyle thingies here and there but yeah mainly writing a because the whole thing with the freestyle videos is i just wanted that to be a gateway to gain attention and start building an audience for the music because that's why I'm going a lot harder on the music now. And I've been dropping all these singles and all that. Cause it's cool when people come up to you and be like, Oh, you're the dude that raps on the train or you're the dude that rapped on the bus station. But like, well, ate the broccoli. Was it the broccoli? Yeah. You just stood there and yeah. Ate some bro- yeah. I, I had the munchies for some broccoli, <laughs> but like oh, that is real cool. But it's always been, I want, I want to be, I want to get recognized and gain recognition for the music. So that's why I've really been pushing that and like trying to trying to really make those like I want to make hit songs. Like I want I want that to be what I'm recognized for. Like, yo, I really enjoyed your music. Like that's why I love hearing, like, yo, I've been bumping your music. Or like, yo, I this helped me get through my day. So like I still do enjoy doing like those freestyles, but um yeah, it's it's more like focusing on the music. But that being said, I still love doing crazy stuff like I've got a gig coming up in Wellington and I like I want to bring a barbecue on stage and like 
throw food and all that. But anyway, anyway, that's another story. But yeah, hey, oh, do, how, how did you how do you think that quick? I guess do you have... I don't know. So <laughs> I, I I've been doing on? it. I've been doing it since primary school. Like I would make rhymes on the spot about the kid, like kids and all that. And then it got to the point where I was like, I heard hip hop. Um, you might do you know that New Zealand crew, um, the Fast Crew, yes. like an old hip hop yeah. group. Yeah, my mate, my mate was playing them on the radio eh, when I was real young, and I just I fell in love with the day. And I was like, just the energy, the percussion, like just hearing how that was like produced. I was like buzzed out. It was crazy. And then from there, I just fell in love with the day. But it just took a while to like fully get out there myself. You know, it was just me coming home from school and then like writing or taking a sick day off school and like rapping lyric videos and all that. But yeah, no, those rhymes have always came quick to my head. I don't know. Maybe both my parents are quite, quite good at English. Like they, they've written poetry and their teachers and all that. And they've, um, yeah, they're quite, they're quite talented with their words, but maybe that's why I don't know. But yeah, I've just always loved it. Eh? Like, very good. Yeah. Have you got a favourite song you've you've written so far? Oh. What do you think? What do you think it's all sort of come together? Sort of the music. Oh, I kind of like every. <laughs> I know. I it's funny because every say. song I put, I'm like, this one's the one. But um, if I had a favourite, or you think maybe's sort of achieved your vision from the start? Oh, I've definitely got a long way to go to achieve my my overall vision. But like, I was definitely. I was real stoked how um, the Hood Brothers, I got the opportunity to make make their song for like their brand and their product. So it's crazy because I've been watching, um, it's another another person that, so I've been watching John and Charlie, the two Hood Brothers, since they first started putting out their videos. And I was just a fan. Like even if I was having a bad day at work, like on Smoko, I'd watch their videos, start cracking up, straight away feel better. And then... What happened was NZ was doing a show in Tokoroa. That's why I love NZ. Like he's, it's like that dude's just a ball of good energy. I love him. And I met I met John from the Hood Brothers through NZ at a drinks. And that night we had a gig in Tokoroa. And then caught up with John again at another drinks. And then one day he just, I came home one day from work. And I'd seen that Hood Brothers had tagged me in a post on Instagram and it was like John bumping to my music. And then he he sent me like, yo, you're so underrated. Like, I want to help get your music out there. And he's been super supportive. Like, that dude, John, he will he'll drive hours to come to a gig of mine and see me perform. Like, I might have friends in the same city that, which is fine. Like, they might not be able to make it that night or might not come to the gig. But he'll drive for hours. He would, like, promote it. And he would come support. And, yeah, he said, long story short, he's like, you know, he said, um, he told me that I'm like his favorite rapper in New Zealand. And then, yeah, I got the opportunity to make make that song safe as for the Hood Brothers. If it ain't hood, it ain't good. And which, yeah, is, like, which is very catchy. Yeah, no, John, um, John is a marketing genius. And another reason why I really like that dude is he's so humble. He's um he's got a lot of fame, he's got a lot of influence, and he's just a super humble, humble dude, like down to earth. And I feel like a lot of people in his, if they got to his position, they'd probably become quite big-headed or get like an inflated ego but John he's just himself he's just he's a real humble dude and that's why I think he's blown up because he's himself he figured out how to be his authentic self monetize it and he's he's smart he's got a good sense of humor I love that dude and yeah no that song um 
it did rule dope because it got on. It was it got to the point where it got to the number ten on the NZ singles chart, and it was the only song on there that didn't have like I believe a label. Like I look at any other artist, like shout out to like Stan Walker or Six Sixty, like they'll be on there. But you know they're all promoted by and ran through like you know Sony Music NZ and all that. Or there's another one like Universal Republic, and that's what most of these artists on the charts were, if not all of them. And it was cool to see like a fully independent collaboration between me and the Hood Brothers. And it's just it's on the charts, eh? So how did it get to number ten then without a major it label? Was, um, it was it was just because the amount of streams, the, streaming, yeah. the amount of streams and downloads it was getting, yeah. and then Spotify. And, oh, it got and it, um, we distributed it through a company called DRM. They're like a independent distribution company. They picked it up and then yeah, went straight to the database, I guess you could say, for the NZ Music, and then yeah, it went on the charts and that was, that was super dope. Yeah, shout out to Sony Music NZ because that's low key a um, a label or high key a label that I really want to get signed by because since I was young I'd play Crash Bandicoot. The Sony Music would always come up, and I've always been chasing those like gems and those platinum relics. So if I can get platinum relics on Crash Bandicoot, which is which Sony played a huge part in the role of that game. Shout out to Naughty Dog who made the game. If I could get signed. By Sony Music NZ, and then get a platinum plaque, plaque from a single, then that's all came full circle, and that's like a childhood dream that like has all came full circle. So that would be super cool. So are you planning to sort of um, look at going say international, or I mean you could do international from here. Yeah, I do have an idea. Like, I might, I might visit America, get involved in the gangster side. No, no, no. I would like to go to America and just like see how thing, see how things are there. Because I do feel like Americans, I feel like they're a lot more out there. To be honest, like I feel like as I feel like as Kiwis, like we're kind of taught that. Oh, I don't know how to say it, but I feel like almost as Kiwis, like reserved. we're kind of brought up to be yeah, a little bit more reserved and. Don't push yourself too far. Just be complacent with this. But I feel like that's the wrong way to bring up bring up Kiwis because there's so much talent in New Zealand, and I feel like you should always be striving for more. So yeah, I would like to go to America and see how they do things there because because I've I've flattered with Americans and um I've really got to know some incredible people from there. And not just that, but from watching their interviews and all, I do feel like they're a lot more hungry and. They they push themselves pretty hard, so I'd love to love to see the scene there, because eh? obviously hip hop, it's black culture that is from from that country. So yeah, it's crazy because black culture, when you think about it, kind of runs almost runs the world. Like you think of the top comedians, you think of the top sports players, you think of hip hop, which is officially now the biggest genre of music in the world, just the highest selling genre. That's all from black culture. So that's another thing I always try to. Be super respectful when, when I get more money to speak as to say, like, I want to give it back to, I want to give it back to the black community because they've, without them, like, I don't know where I'd be, eh? They've, they've done so much. So it'll be some key tips for someone young just trying to start based on what you've done so far. I would say, find, first of all, find what your passion is. And I believe, like, your passion is something that, it gives you shivers down your spine. If it doesn't give you shivers down your spine, it might be a hobby, and that 
might not be the route to go because then you're not going to be motivated. Like you're not going to really want to pursue it to your full ability. So find your passion. And I believe everyone has a passion. Some people, I don't know if it's luck or if it's just trying to discover themselves, they find it early on. And then from there, figure out a way to put yourself out there or figure out what your image will be. Don't really overthink it too much. Make it something authentic, but figure out how am I going to put myself out there? What do I want to stand on? What are people going to recognize me for? And then, yeah, start. The cool thing is now with like social media has made that a lot easier. Even with music, before social media, like say in like the early 2000s, you'd have to know someone that owned a studio. You'd have to pay the engineer hundreds of dollars to mix and master it. You'd have to pay rent for the studio. You'd have to pay so much for the production, the engineering. But now it's a lot more easier and that could be for any passion too. Like just start putting yourself out there. Don't be scared of what others say. Like learn what, learn what criticism to validate because some criticism, if it's from close friends or family, it could be, could be good. You could validate that, but don't, don't be worried about some dude from, I don't know, Italy that's like in his mum's basement. Like just don't worry about that. So learn, you know, take, take in feedback with a grain of salt, but don't, don't let everything get to you. Um, just work super hard. Learn from your mistakes because we all make mistakes. Yeah. And But if you learn from your mistakes, it's not really a loss. I don't think it's something that you can benefit from. We'll now get to the plug a product uh, part of the show. Plug a product. This is where you promote what's coming up or what you've got out there. So if, if you could please check out my – I'd highly recommend it, actually, to be honest. Like, you won't regret it. Check out my Spotify and Apple Music. That's where most people stream their music. So that's just Zap, Z-A-P. You type that in. It should, from what I'm aware, it comes up straight away now, thankfully. It used to not. Yeah. It used to be a bit of a search. Let me try, let me try right now. Yeah. Hopefully it comes up I'm just gonna straight away. Spotify, yeah. search. Yeah, type Z-A-P, yeah. Z-A-P. I'm hoping it comes up. Yep, you're ahead of Frank Zappa. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good because that – oh, that's that's cool. I'm really grateful for that because when I first started putting out music, I, like, you'd have – I think guys I think guys and girls would have to really search for it. Like, you'd have to type in the artist's name and the song, which is fine. You know how it is with, like, attention spans these days. People just want to be able to find it instantly. So I'm super grateful that now with a bit more traction and um, the opportunities I've been given. Like, that's another thing. I'm super grateful for – the opportunities that have like came my way, I feel like that's just having the mindset and like the energy and then like God and the universe will kind of bring those things full circle. And I try to treat everyone with respect day. I never, I never really look at someone with like a malicious intent, like how can I use that person or I don't like that person. Like I, I just try, I try to keep my energy good. That's another thing. Like you don't want to be around negative people. eh? You don't want to be around bums. Like, you can try help them, but there comes to a certain point where you need to protect your own energy and just chase what you've got to chase because I think COVID and I think with what's a lot of events have happened this year that show you that life is fragile, like life is delicate, and you, you gotta go for what you've got to go for because you never know. You know, we never we never know when our when our time could be. So find ways to cope with stress because there will be stress, especially when you're trying to balance like twenty things at once. Mm. Just um, work hard, have good energy, find your passion is obviously the first part. And yeah, just, just go for it. 
we'll leave it at that on a good positive note. All right. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you very much, Zach. Cool. No, thank you, man.